This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the you heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Live So Much? I'll reach across and slap him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. Oh, no, that's not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm proning. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell. Unfolded lawn chair. Set right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Hey there, we welcome you to the program. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show. Brought to you by Cliggy's Cart and the Golf Island, which is where they're playing the PGA Tour event right now at uh, at Harbortown Golf Links. Uh, we're live in studio here. I see Cullen Madden nodding his head over there. There's Adam Crooks, I think. He's in the shade back there. <laughs> J.R. Ross has got his Harbortown Golf Links hat on here in the studio, and Chris Mascaro is all dressed up like Jack Nicholas. Good morning. <laughs> in a Pittsburgh Steeler outfit. Though. You see how I coordinated yeah, that yeah, together, I saw that. right? That's yeah, kind of rubbing absolutely. it around. It's clever right there. Yeah. Thank Black you. and gold motif, yeah, but it's yes. got the Golden Bear logo. There you go. Yeah, I don't think he would approve. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we are all together here in the studios. In the battery, Masters Week has come and gone, but of course, we're not finished talking about it. Big victory for John Rahm. The last time the Masters Sunday uh, fell on Seve's birthday, we had a Spanish winner, and it was Sergio. The last two Spanish winners of the golf tournament have won on Seve's birthday. John Rahm comes from behind and just just put it to him. It was uh, it was something else. A good Masters week. Did you guys? Did you have a good Masters week, Chris? Of course I did. First of all, I had the taste of the Masters going that day. Did you do that? I did. Okay. So you awesome. Tell everybody how that worked. You ordered the stuff. Yes. Right on Masters.com, and they deliver and nice nicely packed in dry ice. Put it in the refrigerator. Saved it for Sunday. It was awesome. And what what all did you get? So you get the egg salad, yep. you get the pimento cheese, you get the barbecue, right? Then you get the the chips, you get chocolate chip cookies, and they give you everything else, the little ingredients, how to make the sandwich, all that stuff. So you have a little tub of pimento cheese. Yes. You got to come up with the bread, right? You got to come up you with the like bread. You get like a DIY kit. Yeah. A DIY wow. kit. 
You can do it. We can help. They have to tell you how to make this. Tell me how that, tell me how that went. <laughs> yeah, how to make the sandwich. Right. They give you the card to tell okay. you how to put it together. Wow. Right? So you got to follow the instructions. Do it right. Right. You don't want to do it on your own. This did is it taste? Did it taste the same? It did taste the same. Okay. It was awesome. Okay. Right. Yeah, it made it, you know, and they get the little, you get a little placemats to put it on with the Masters logo. You get a sleeve of the cups. Yes. Right? That's huge. That's a, a lot of people bought this whole thing when they first came out with it just to get the sleeve of cups. Yes. How many cups do you get? I don't know. I didn't count it's them. It blew my yeah. mind. <laughs> I, I think it's like cups. I think it's like twenty five. I, w- I would say it's somewhere in that vicinity. A couple of dozen sounds right. Twenty five cups. Did it, I? I saw somewhere where it said it's like enough to feed twelve. Was it? I would I would say that's optimistic. That looks like 12. a stretch from what I kind of saw. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's optimistic. Okay. I, okay. I I would say four to six. Okay, that that looked more likely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good tailgating, yes. by the way. Yes. If the thing that feeds twelve is only feeding four to six, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's good solid work. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. A lot uh, of fun. Now, is it you said Masters.com? Was that everybody, or did you have to? Because you got credentialed, you or you got yeah. you got a ticket to uh, yeah, yeah. Augusta National Women's Amateur. The way I was understanding it, the first year, it was only those folks that could do it. Because hmm. remember, they took the merchandise online for the first and then second times ever. And I don't believe they've done that again. No. You don't buy that merchandise online. Nope. Uh, Wasn't that during COVID, Brian, That because people couldn't go or you had to have a ticket to go on there, yeah, right? It was, yeah, it was during the shutdown. And right. you only got the code right. and you had to type in the code. Right. And whatever computer you brought it up on, that's the computer you could shop on. Right. And you got two two tries right. at it, and that's it. And people were, you know, I, I was one of them. Right. You know, just loading up. Uh, yeah. The website looked great. <laughs> it looked like they'd been doing it for 100 years. Been yeah. there, done that. It was it was fantastic. But And then part of that was the uh, was the taste of the Masters. Yeah. No, this year was on Masters.com. Just anybody could Yeah, go. I think anybody could have done it. Good. Yes. That's, I yeah. like that. Now, yeah, and you had to get in early because, like, last year it was out there, but it sold out just like that because I figured, well, you know, it's early to order. I'll wait till it's closer till, and, yeah, that was sold out. Mm. So the moment it was up there. When did it arrive it, to your house? It actually came the weekend before. Oh, so you had it a week before. Yeah, okay. but, you know, again, packed in dry ice, and then I put it right in the refrigerator. So They knew how to do it. Yes, they oh, did. That's so of course good. they did. They're Augusta National. That's, they know how to do everything. That's so good. Uh, they also know how to get – tournaments in we had all the weather issues and and you guys talked about that last sunday but sure enough they got finished on time yeah on uh, on championship sunday yeah i was i was really skeptical and i was actually thinking they may go into monday and i was reaching out to everybody i knew like look you got an extra ticket on monday i'm i'm your guy because i'll drive over on monday to be to watch the end of this thing mm-hmm. but yeah, thirty holes on on Sunday was fantastic. It was it was like getting a, you know a double header for uh, for the price of one ticket. It was it, awesome. It was awful nice. Jr. They're they're no better at predicting the weather over there than they are over here. That that Friday forecast, Saturday forecast. We had the same thing here a couple days ago. Right. It was the hundred percent chance of rain all day. Looked at the hourly and just forget it. Yeah, you went to bed with that, and you get up and it hasn't rained yet. <laughs> and then oh, it's well, it's a hundred percent at nine a.m. Oh, okay. All right, well, then by the time you get to 9 a.m., well, it's 100% at 11 a.m. It just keeps sliding farther and farther right. and farther back. And if the tree hadn't fallen down, we weren't even well, going to stop. The play would have continued. We would have kept going. We would have finished the whole day. Right. Wouldn't have even been behind schedule. Right. Uh, the tree was was scary. Just obviously a tremendous, tremendous fortune that it didn't hit anybody. It also, it was three trees, which, believe it or not, were helped. You, 
Were you anywhere near yeah, that? Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't. I know you had to be near it, right? I watched it. Yeah, wow. So, Did you hear it? Did you hear that? It. Was it a slow fall? It took about 10 seconds. Yeah. Because, and again, this all helped. Uh, the first tree just got uprooted, and it leaned into the second tree. So that caused quite a commotion. But now you get two trees that are still up, you know, in, in tree land. They haven't fallen over yet. And then the second tree, the weight of the first tree causes it to uproot. And it then now these two trees come over, and they lean on a third tree. And a third tree just breaks in half, and then they come down. And that's what you saw. But it, you know, 10 seconds is a long time, and it was right about 10 seconds from the time you first started to realize, hey, something is going on here right. till the time they hit the ground. It gave people a chance to get out of the way. Uh, the bulk of the trees also landed inside the ropes where there are no, there are no human beings. Uh, just one one blessing after another with this, uh, but it was scary. And, and what I saw, I heard the commotion, and my eyes darted over there, and I only saw the very end because uh, it took my brain a little while to figure out what was going on. But it was still, still after that amount of time, I had time to get over there and see, get my eyes over there and see. So I mean, it, it took a little while. This wasn't just a tree falling, right? Which right. was very nice. The track. I mean, the story could have been written so much more worse, as yeah. you said. I mean, that could have just been horrendous. And 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 since it wasn't, we can tell you this, because we now have the answer to a long-time question that you guys have all asked or been asked. It's coming. The question is, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? And there's no one around. Yes, it does. It's really awesome. loud. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord, the earth shook. Yes, it makes a noise. <laughs> Holy cow, it makes a very loud noise. But you were there to hear it. I, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> he would have recorded it. Proof. <laughs> He'd have left his recorder there to hear it if he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, so. So by the next morning, could you have tell? Could you tell anything had happened over uh, there? Could, I'm imagining Augusta National had that looking perfect, yeah. like it was never there. You know, I didn't go over and look at the uh, the root wells. I didn't see it. Yeah, but I'm sure that it was perfect. They had it cleared up within an hour. They were cut. Yeah, when we were walking out, you could already you could hear the chainsaws going as we were walking off the property already. You could play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because we came back in and we weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. First and foremost, all right, is there anybody anybody hurt? Okay, somehow, and and then because the answer was no, let's check on that because there's no possible way that the answer is no. But sure enough, somehow, the answer is no. All right. So then you immediately start thinking. Well, are they going to play again? And you look at it, and we had a monitor on it, and they cleared it up pretty quickly. Actually, we walked by there on on our way to you on Saturday morning, and they had they had filled in the holes, and then they put like the green gravel that they use all over the course over the top of it. So, you, I mean, unless you knew that the trees were there, you really couldn't have known that the trees had fallen there. There you go, there Adam you go. Crooks. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean. It, Golf-wise, you could absolutely have played. Now, tournament administration-wise, I think I want to know what happened. And right. an hour wasn't enough time. You know, that, It was too soon to figure all that out. So they did the right thing, as you knew they would. But uh, but golf-wise, they could have absolutely gone back out there. Well, we knew the wind was up that day. But it just – and J.R. and I were talking about this last week. It just didn't seem like the wind was blowing hard enough. It I mean, really we've had, we've had no. enough rain and all that sort of stuff this year. But to really think that that had blown hard enough to knock these trees down. Is what way is it blowing? It was a little microburst is what it was. And is Steve, that what it was? Yep. And Steve Melnick said it. And, uh, you know, the little microburst showed up. 
just over there, little little one of those little mini tornado things, right. and uh, and that was that. So so you had that situation. Got them behind schedule. Then the uh, you know the the rest of the Masters played out. And we played split tees and twosomes on Sunday. By the way, that's a very rare situation. There was only fifty some odd players. Fifty three guys, fifty four guys made the cut. So there's only a couple of groups on each side. Uh, we were joking in here before. They get close to doing a shotgun start. <laughs> Maybe that would have helped the 54-hole leader. Could have. I think it would have. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I think it's a conspiracy. That's your there's, tour. There's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, three, three of the top four, right? We had ten, we had finishes, tie, you know, tie for fourth. But you know, we we know where those, how he said where those we? guys play. Notice how he said we. Yeah, he did say we. He did. I heard him. Chris Mascaro, the Next on the T podcast and a subset of the I Love Live. And if you love live, wait a minute, if you live love, you'll love live. I know too. you don't want to hear podcast. that. No, no, no. You live lover. Gotta, <laughs> and he lives to love live. I got a question for you, Chris. Uh-oh. Just because you are the live live <laughs> expert in the panel here. Um, obviously, Brooks Kepka played great the first two rounds. Do you think the story would have been written differently if he'd have had a – Friday afternoon tea time, though, and not a Saturday <laughs> or a Friday morning tea time. Do you think he's 12 under after two rounds if he has to finish in the condition? Yeah, I, no, I think so. I think really? Sure. I, I do. don't know. He he got a good weather break. Right. Th- those guys on that half got good weather breaks. He took advantage of it. That, no, that's I know. I just, you know, yeah, it is. I'm, 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 not, I'm not discrediting what he did, but my question is I. Did pretty, he get the luck of the draw? Definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was. It was for sure. But I still think he's a fifty-four hole leader. Yeah. Well, look, it was an utter nightmare for live fans that their fifty-four hole leader lost. <laughs> and of all fifty-four hole leaders, Brooks Kepka, a guy that does not cough up leads, he coughed up a lead. Don't know why. Following in the footsteps did. of their great mentor. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, uh, and that paves the way for John Rom. Tremendous win for John Rom. It was a tremendous week. Good showing out of nowhere for Phil Mickelson. Yes. Uh, uh, so, so I read an article last night. Uh, folks were questioning CBS. So the coverage. Why, why didn't you show Phil Mickelson? They didn't show Rory last year either. Right. True. A, a guy that birdies the last True. four to post a clubhouse lead that's six behind what the actual lead is doesn't get shown much. Remember Rory right. hold out on 18, 18 right? Correct. And Faldo gave it away because Faldo heard right. it yes. and saw it, and they tried to show it on the replay, and Faldo had already given it away. Right. And again, Rory posted a number that was completely irrelevant, but it was the clubhouse lead. They didn't even show it live. That was last no, they, year. No, they didn't because then more cow made it afterwards. Right. They didn't show Rory didn't, live. You're right. right. So, so stop with the Phil crap. Right. 800 par was <laughs> never a relevant number. I didn't Ever. feel the need to acknowledge him. Talk about the tw- lead was 12 after two rounds. Eight under par was never relevant. Great round for Phil. Really sure. cool that he found something. That's sure. great. Bodes well for the PGA Championship for Phil. If right. he decides to play, remember last year as the defending champion, he didn't even play. So we'll see what happens at Oak Hill. That was excellent, but stop with the conspiracy theories. Right. Why, we know why we didn't show him? Because he didn't matter. And at <laughs> the end of the day, you know what? He still didn't matter. Irrelevant. I love him. I, I was standing next to a kid that was rooting for him. But, you know, they didn't show him because eight under par was an irrelevant number. Stop with the articles. <laughs> uh, uh, pace of play was a big deal. Did you yes. guys talk about that? A little. Uh, Patrick Cantlay yes. uh, this week came out defending himself because Brooks said, you know, it was really slow. They waited on the group in front of him. 
Uh, John went to the bathroom seven times and we were still waiting. Yes. Yeah. And I, I couldn't tell. Is he ripping on Kepka or is he ripping on Rom there? Was Rom trying to slow play him? Because European Ryder Cuppers will do that now. Is that right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You don't put that past him? Oh, not even in a little bit. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I saw I saw Hovland come across 15 earlier in the week. Hovland was playing with Adam Scott and, uh, and Cam Smith. And both Adam and Cam hit the ball in the water at 15. And Hovland was on the green. So Hovland went up there, marked his ball, and walked all the way across the 16th tee to go over there to uh, to use the bathroom back behind the 16th tee. He comes back out, and neither Smith nor Scott had played a shot yet. They hadn't even figured out how to take their drops yet. Whoa. So wow. we're talking about walking 100 yards out of your way, using the bathroom, walking 100 yards back the other way, and you haven't missed a shot yet. That was Thursday or Friday. It was very slow. It was noticeably slow everywhere. When you're the last group of the day, as we talked about split tees, twosomes, Half the field's on the other side of the golf course. You don't expect pace of play problems. You walk off the first green, and you're waiting. There's two groups waiting on the second yeah. tee. What a de- deflating thought that is. You're used to that, though, aren't you? Well, it's... in your world. <laughs> he likes to tee you up on this Sunday. <laughs> he, hey. uh, I've been known to take the radio out of the starter's <laughs> cart. Oh, my. I will get on the walkie-talkie. <laughs> He's not. He's gonna... not exaggerating. By the way, no, I'm we sure will, he's not. We will cut through the middleman. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've taken that call from him several times. No doubt you have. Uh, it. We've been here for an hour and a half, and we're on the third tee right now. <laughs> so uh, maybe you want to send the marshal over here. Uh, I know where he is. He's in the woods on two looking for golf balls. Over. (laughs) That's a depressing thought for them. Sure. Uh, And Patrick Cantlay is slow, but he wasn't the problem. No? You don't think? No. No, I know he wasn't. It was never out of position. What do you think the problem was? Everybody else. Just everybody. The game has gotten ridiculously slow. slow. Everyone. Sung J.M. was up there. I really want to say Sung J.M. K.H. Lee. We're in a group. They had gotten out of position a couple times. Sung Jay's slow. I don't know that. I've 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 watched him. He is slow. Uh, I I don't know that. The, the amateur, uh, Stetson Bennett was slow. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> was he playing golf? Was that him? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, those guys were rooting for the for uh, Sam Bennett more than they were rooting for Set Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett got the greatest ovation that I saw all week. Really? Like he got he got standing O at 15 green and at 16 T. Nobody else got that. They didn't give that to Larry Mize when he came through. <laughs> and no, look, they tried, but there weren't as many people there. Sam Bennett playing late on Saturday, late on Sunday, got a standing ovation when he was coming through. They loved their amateurs. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, no, it is great. Mm-hmm. And and then the showing that he had up until the end yep. was was fantastic. I mean, you know, had had even on uh, Masters.com, they they had a whole article up there. What if he wins? Yeah, right. Because the amateur doesn't get the money and all that sort of stuff. So what happens to all of that? That's and a good call. Yeah, that was that was uh, an interesting article to read. You finish second, you get the winner's share. Right? If he would have won, right. the guy that finished second gets yeah. the winner's share of the money, and it goes on down from there. You like, don't wow. get the green jacket. You though. don't get the green jacket. No, that's true. No, it would have been awesome. They they would have. They would have loved that. So lots of things to talk about. But, yeah, the slow play. Yeah, Patrick's slow. Sam Bennett's slow. 
Maybe maybe Sungjae's slow. There's a ton of slow players out there. The Australians. I didn't know Cam Smith was slow. He took a long time making that drop. I don't I don't know what happened there. Uh, Hovland's pretty fast. Yeah, he was he was well ahead. There's so, several videos of him right. while he's you know he's play, he's going to play ahead while Cantley's deciding what he's going to do. He's a hundred yards ahead of him. That's what we do. I mean, that's look. What, what do I got to sit back there and watch you throw grass in the air? I'm going up here because <laughs> as soon as your ball stops, guess what? It's now my turn. <laughs> so I got to get ready. So that's the right thing to do. They got to do something about that. We got to focus more on that. What Hovland was doing as a positive. Than what can't lay. Yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't be a five hour round playing twosomes. Twosomes. I know <laughs> that that should never come into play. No. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we've got more Masters talk. They're playing at Harbor Town right now. RBC Heritage Jr. is wearing a plaid hat. <laughs> it's a great trip over. I'm not even sure. I think that's dangerous. It's always a great trip to Harbor. <laughs> uh, there's Rory McIlroy news. The PGA Tour has announced its fall schedule. We got that story. Not even sure we're gonna get to it. Uh, there was a cheating allegation at the Masters, and I'm pretty sure they were right about it. I think we, I, I think we, the collective we of golf, messed this one up. I don't know if you guys talked about that. We did not chat we, about all of that and more as we continue here. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. This sucks. The Golf Show presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. And now it's time for Who's Driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Maybe three minutes would have been a better time. Here's who's driving. It's our next guest who's going to be here in just a minute. She's doing a 24-hour golf marathon at TPC Sugarloaf. And you have to drive. Right, you're not walking, you walking for 24 20, holes, especially Sugarloaf. 24 hours, no. not a, a Sugarloaf. <laughs> I ain't walking 24 minutes. No, have you ever, Chris? Have you ever done one of those hundred hole marathons? I have not. I have not either. Jr., have you ever done that? We used to do a March of Dimes when I was back in the Northern Ohio section. We'd do a 24 hour. The most I've ever played, I think, was about 12 straight. Okay, so the, yeah, these are two things. The hundred holes right. is walking, right, and uh, like Trip Pendergast, the Georgia State Golf Association. I, I know he does that every right. year. There yeah, are I folks that do yep. that. Uh, every year so they'll walk a hundred holes uh, and there are various ways to do that you know you can you play a hundred holes but it's the same too i'm just going to keep taking loops right around and around and around so you play the same holes you sing wow. two holes 50 times and that's a hundred holes that's one way to do it right that's uh, probably the way i would do it if i could yes. figure it out um but but our next guest heather farig from over at tpc sugarloaf is doing this a different way. First of all, they're playing golf for 24 straight hours. That's going to be way more than 100 holes. And I don't know how much walking they're doing versus riding, but they better be driving. Yes. Brought to you by Ray Judice. And Heather joins us right now from over there at TPC Sugarloaf. Good morning, Heather. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Let's start. You're very welcome. Let's start at the top. Uh, the cause. Mason's 24 straight. Who, who right. is, how is, what is this organization? How did you get involved? Well, Mason's started, this is our eighth annual, and we raised almost a million dollars playing 24 hours of golf. And it started with Mike Maloney, our GM over here at TPC Sugarloaf, and his friend Matt Wilson. Matt is the stepfather of Mason. And they thought they could do just a little golf tournament to, you know, in honor of him. 
And uh, eight years later, it snowballed into something that we have over 60 golfers out here. Um, we do play for 24 hours um, in Mason's honor, but also in memory of other, of other um, children that have come out and played with us. It is more than just a golf tournament. It is a way to bring awareness to childhood cancers and for us to help families on a grassroots level. We're helping pay medical bills. We're helping giving children um, t- an opportunity to come out on the golf course and make a memory. Heather, talk and about we, talk about the logistics of playing 24 hours. <laughs> well, you, it's 10 a.m. to 10 a.m., and we have – you know, you're going to play a, a nine holes, and during that time, you are trying to get the best score on a hole. So if you birdie a hole, you may not have to play that one again. And you will have a break, but you are a three-person team. Two people have to be on the course at all times. So golf is being played for 24 hours straight. We play at night. We get the, the course is lit up. We do night golf. It, 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 the carts are lit up. I mean, it is golf, but we are listening to music. You may be playing 30 people on a hole and dancing with the kids that come out to to just forget about their cancers for a little bit. And it's something that if you want to support a team, you can support a team, but we really would like to have some more teams out there. And and it's it's $5,000 per team, and you can raise that money in any way you want to. We help with all the logistics. Waffle House truck might be out there at 1 a.m. We have surprises every time somebody comes in. And now we are offering um, a, a prize at the end if you raise the most money and win the tournament. We are giving away a all-inclusive three-day golf trip for four. Heather, I hear that you do have a uh, ceremonial birdie tradition there. You do something after you make a birdie. Will you guys partake in the <laughs> normal? And what is that? Yeah, we do have a little birdie juice that flows. Um, You know, some of those nighttime golf things, it's the only thing that keeps you going. It's a tough round, but yeah, that is also included in this tournament. So that $1,000 covers all food, drinks, everything. You just have to show up and be there for the kids. It's more like Perfect. a 40 hour commitment now. Cause we're going to have to sleep something off. All right. Heather, that does happen too. <laughs> Heather Farig, our guest, she's talking about her 24 hour golf marathon, uh, Mason's 24 straight golf marathon, uh, of coming up in June at TPC Sugarloaf. So this whole time, Heather, I've been seeing you tweet about this and, uh, we've been talking about this. Not the first time you've chatted about this. I didn't know we could put a team together and that we could go yes. out there and do this. You absolutely can put a team together. That is, um, believe it, we are hoping next week that our new website is launched. Uh, it'll be fightingchildhoodcancer.org. But you can go to Fear the Skirt and click the link to, to watch our video to learn about it, um, to donate, or to put a team together. And like I said, you can raise that funds in any manner. You can get people to donate. I find that, you know, not asking for the big ask, asking $25, $100 at a time usually is the best way to do that. But you can absolutely put a team together and come out and play with us. Can you put a team in that doesn't have the five grand and play another team that's in already for their five grand? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can always make arrangements. <laughs> it's probably not in the spirit of the charity. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> 
<laughs> just wondering. I like how you think, BK. I mean, there's a Waffle House food truck. Exactly. Oh, wow. There's a Waffle House food truck, yeah. About, you know, every time that you do one of the, the nine holes, because we switch nine holes, nine holes, we have three nine holes out here, so there's always a some type of food or entertainment um, going on, so you just have to show up. We take care of the rest, okay. and we take care of the kids while we're out there. It's a great and cause. It's a fantastic cause. It is helping the kids in our community. Um, we are now to the point we're paying medical bills. We're helping them just have a little bit of an ease. You know, they're, they're fighting for their life. And we can't imagine what they have to go through. So 24 hours of playing golf with the sore back and sore feet and aching is nothing compared to what they go through. So we just ask people to come out, be part of the program, donate, put a team together. We would love to have more teams out there. It's, it's just an amazing event, and we just need more people involved. All right. Uh, give us the website again. You said the website's not available yet. You are at Fear the Skirt on Twitter. We'll tell that story another time. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell that story actually yeah, in a couple weeks. This, this entire crew is going to be up there at TPC Sugarloaf for the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, Heather. you got to come back on. I will definitely come out and see you guys, and we can uh, tell that story maybe off air. <laughs> <laughs> or on the air. <laughs> Making a suggestion. Uh, Just saying. But the, uh, the website, you said the new website is going to be up in a couple Our of days. Our new website will be fightingchildhoodcancer.org, but in the meantime, you can see the Mason's link by going to Fear the Skirts in my profile. All right, everybody that listens to this show already follows you anyway. So I hope uh, they do. <laughs> yeah, they'll check it out. Heather, thanks for, for uh, making time for us here. You're, you're fighting the foot, good fight, doing the right things here. We appreciate the time. I appreciate you letting me uh, talk. Oh, there you go. You're welcome. So that's what happens. I thought that it was going to bring up a little <laughs> She's She's still there. Settle down. Sorry, Heather, I hung up on you. Uh, th- <laughs> let's do it again soon. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> See, I'd meant to do the thing, and then I'd... see when you brought her back on, she thought that was you saying, "Oh, I hung up on you." Yeah. So she didn't. Well, look, some of us got the joke. <laughs> if, if really, if just the five of us got the joke, that's enough. Uh, my bad. Uh, it was one click, one fraction of a second. I thought it was going to bring the menu over, but I clicked on the thing instead of the other thing, and then that—that's what happens when you do that. So don't do that, Jr. I'll never do that thing. <laughs> Good. It's very complicated. It was a little microburst. (laughs) That's what it was. That's all that happened. Uh, All right. We were still uh, talking about the Masters. There was was one story. I don't know if you guys got into this. I'll tell you what. It happened by the time it happened, John, it was Friday. Right. Uh, John and I didn't get a chance to cover this on PGA Tour Radio. We just did a a whole other week. We still haven't gotten into this (laughs) on PGA Tour Radio. Uh, Kepka and Woodland playing together. On Friday, there had to have been a third guy in there. Who was the third guy? Why, why was there not a third guy? Uh, nonetheless, uh, Kepka plays his shot at 15 first. Woodland's about 10 yards in front of him. And video pretty clearly shows Kepka's caddy telling Woodland's caddy what club Kep- Kepka just hit. They play very similar. They hit very similar distances. Both these guys hit it a long way. I mean, he, not only did he, he kind of mouth the word five, Danny Willett was the third. Yeah, well, he does not need to know what club Brooks Kepka hit from the top of that hill. Good research, Adam. I'll give you credit. I love Danny Willett. Danny Willett's my we, favorite. We had this Danny conversation last week. He's all about the Dan- 
So to give you the segue, okay. JR thought that it would be great for the merchandising tent to sell every player a jersey for every player in the field. Masters logo, name on the back, the yes. year on the sleeve, what they want. I think it's brilliant. Yes, 100%. Yes. Thank you. And and Adam said he would buy the Danny Will. I'm like, no one's buying a Danny it would be Willett the jersey. One that would be I, no, I there's would nobody buy the, buying that jersey. I would jersey. buy the Danny Willett. No, and I like Mike Danny Weir. Willett. I'd buy Mike Weir. I wouldn't too. buy Mike Weir. <laughs> Did, did you see that Connor Moore, the impressionist that, that yes. does the stuff, he did a sketch that was the champion's dinner, and I thought the Danny Willett part was the, the most funny part of it. Danny Willett's character comes in and says something, and I think Tiger stops and says, hey, how did you get in here? <laughs> and Danny, Danny, the, the Danny Willett line that comes next is great. Danny goes, come on, guys, we go over this every year. I won. <laughs> I'm just not right. <laughs> so very funny. Look, I'm glad Danny Willett. Danny Willett needs fans too, Adam. I think I'm the only one. I Adam, Adam is the president of the fan club. Adam, I like Hawaii. him. I watched him on the yeah. putting green for 20 minutes on Friday. Yeah. I like Danny Willett. So Danny was the third in the group. Uh, what club Brooks or Ricky, or sorry, <laughs> or, or Gary hit makes no difference to Danny Willett. He does not hit it there same distances. But the video very clearly shows. Look, I, I don't know who did what here, and I like everybody involved. But this is very clearly a caddy signaling another caddy as to what they hit. That's also very clearly against the rules. Why would Gary Woodland want to know? Well, because there's wind up there. So why, so why would Ricky Elliott help? Well, it really doesn't have anything to do with, with Ricky Brooks's caddy liking Gary Woodland. It's Ricky and Brennan Little who, by the way, was Mike Weir's caddy when he won the Masters. They have a friendship. We're just going to try to help each other out. Hey, man, my guy, what? Because uh, I don't want you to look bad. You're caddying for your guy. I love you. I want you to keep your job. I want your guy to do great. Now, the fact that my guy's playing your guy, that's not the point. It's about me and you here. So if I could do something that can help you out, if I can clean your guy's golf ball while you're raking a bunker or rake the bunker while you clean it, whatever, we work together. Caddies work together as a team. Unfortunately, you can't do this part. You can't work together this way. So this didn't have as much to do with the players. But if it comes out, which it did, it's a penalty on the player. Could the caddies be fined in that situation, Brian? Well, the caddy's going to get fired in that situation. Well, I mean, could he be fined as well? No. No. no the, the caddies don't uh, – I don't know that – first of all, this is the Masters. I don't know what they're doing. Right. But the PGA Tour, it's always the player. Okay. Anything the caddy does, it, the player's yeah. responsible for that. So I don't know what a caddy could do that would get him fined independently of the player because everything I've ever heard of, it's the player. Right. Uh, now, the player's going to take it out on the caddy. He's going to be. He, <laughs> he's going to lose it. some money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's going to be brought up yeah. at some point. Um, but nonetheless, they uh, they take keep taking a look at the video. Woodland's explanation was Woodland was 10 yards in front of him, and uh, he said, well, if I'd have known he'd have hit five, I'd have hit it in the water because he said I hit five. And uh, – you know, Kepka had hit his five iron from 10 yards farther back onto the green. And Woodland's take is that if he'd have known that, he would have hit six and it would have come up short because he wound up hitting five from 10 yards farther up and just barely got over. Now, I don't know what his contact was. I can tell you I know Gary Woodland. He's not a liar. I don't know Brooks Kepka as well. This doesn't have anything to do with the players. This is two caddies. But it would have been a two-shot penalty on Brooks Kepka. On Friday, mm-hmm. would have probably made him feel better about coughing up the 54-hole lead. <laughs> right. So, uh, And the thing that troubled me was I saw a lot of the discussion about this was, oh, this happens all the time. 
I've caddied out there a couple times. I'm not a regular caddy by any stretch of the imagination, but I've never seen this happen. This this shouldn't be happening all the time. Can't tell if it is happening all the time. It shouldn't be happening right. all the time. That's a penalty. That's cheating. Right. It's cheating. Can't so do that. The, we still haven't answered the question. What was he given the five for? Right. If it wasn't club. Yeah. What was your comment five about? Is um, five paces. You know, something. Who's a score on another hole? Yeah, that's right. been, Yeah, what'd you guys make at 12? Five. No, he had five pimento five. cheese sandwiches. How many Chris. pimento cheese? Yes. Yeah, five pimento cheese sandwiches. How many cups do you have left over from the taste of the Masters? Five. five. <laughs> right. When King exactly. Kong Bundy used to beat guys in the WWF, what did he ask the referee to count to? Five. five. <laughs> Exactly. Wow, with the King Kong Bundy yeah, reference. That was, that was for that's, Nick Cellini. Wow. That. That's pretty random, but good. I like it. No, Nick, Nick, he knows. All right, we'll take a break. We've got more to talk about. We might even How get about to an egg salad. salad. <laughs> what did he say? How about an egg salad? <laughs> How about five? <laughs> Colin Madden. Allegedly. No, really. It was really him. That was tremendous. Maybe we'll talk about Harbortown next. Maybe we won't. You'll have to stick around to find out. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. Cliggy's! Welcome back to the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. You know how long it's been since we were actually able to play a bumper song on this show? It's just very inside baseball right now, but it's been a long time. I'm, I'm glad it's back. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm playing the drums on this, by the way. I bless you guys. I have no, doubt. I have no doubt. Chris is singing. <laughs> I, I tried to tee up Colin last week to play Van Halen because I said he was the best oh, of no. both worlds. No, and we, we, we right, right over my one. head. Yeah, right over my head. Right, that didn't work out well. Didn't listen to that one. Uh, all right, PGA Tour has its fall schedule out. That was a big story from this past week. Uh, it means they are going to play, and it is. Uh, there are seven events in the fall. Uh, what this means is it, uh, how they're doing it. You can go check it out. PGATour.com has it all. The season is going to end at the Tour Championship, so the guys that are playing in the fall are playing for their jobs next year. And how they're doing it, it's number 51 through everybody else that gets to play. If you're in the top 50 in FedEx Cup points at the end of the season and you play in one of these fall events, you don't get any FedEx Cup points because <laughs> you don't need them. You've right. already locked in your spot. It's for everybody else. You get money, uh, but there's that. And the big part of this story is that we'd had the fall open. We'd had a lot about the fall that hadn't been announced, and you were looking at mixed team event, which were, the Shark Shootout's going to become a mixed team event. Was there room to work with the live folks during the fall. Yeah, there was room, and now there isn't. No. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, other story that happened, Masters Week. Uh, the European Tour won whatever it was that they had. It wasn't necessarily a lawsuit, but it was a legal battle. Uh, remember, they were trying to keep the live players off of their events, or off of their tour, and some panel stepped in and said, you can't do that until we give you a decision. The Sports Resolutions UK panel. I bet you they wear wigs. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> now that I think about it. A big white wig. Powdered. 
It would not be fair of you. It's <laughs> not right. Point in time. It's always the same. Uh, so they wound up siding with the European tour. Is that a win? Yeah, well, it's a win for golf fans because it gets us closer to the table. Uh, that's the way the way I see this. Uh, the European tour gets to fine the live players. They, they just flat out get to find them. You like it's not you're going to pay me and then you get to come back. No, you got to pay me because you're a European tour member and you left. So we get to find you. Uh, good luck getting that money. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sure the check's in the mail already. How yeah. do you feel about that, Chris? <laughs> I think that's a dumb decision. It it's live. a great I, decision because you broke the rules. Right. You, you, there was ways to do this and there were ways not to do this. And Greg wants to go around the rules. And that's been my problem with this the whole time. You want to work within the system? Great. You want to try to break the system? This is what's going to happen to you. The system has held up. And again, so that what, it, the, what the good news for golf fans is this should get them closer to the table. Hey, you're not going to get to go around the system. Let's find your place in the system. And you're bringing a ton of money to the system. So let's find your place. And you may not like your place. And you may not like the person that gets to tell you your place. That's not my fault. That's not my problem. And golf fans don't care about that. Because this current situation is not working. Right. You try. You caused a. You were a disruptor. You caused a big disruption, and you're screwing up my life. So stop it. So this helps that. Uh, the other thing was the uh, the judge in the case over here said the PIF people are going to have to testify. The Saudis have said no. We have s- sovereign immunity. We don't have to testify. The judge said not over here. You don't. You're going to have to testify, which means they're going to drop that case. That's good news because that gets them closer to the table. Right. These were just things in the way of the table. I don't care what happens at the table. I just want them at the table. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes complete sense. I'll wear your yard goat's hat (laughs) or whatever, range goats, (laughs) whatever. Everybody knows the aces. It looks like a bunch of children with a double logo. It's so funny. Would you wear a turtle hat? Uh, I'm anti-turtle. You don't even have to play it, Colin. I just said I'm anti-turtle. Here's a guy. Just hates the turtles. Uh, By the way, 16th hole. Uh, Masters, Augusta National, there's that big pond. You guys know right. it well. They skip the balls over. Uh, there was a turtle over there that kept coming out of the pond, and he would stick his big head out, his big long neck, and he's looking at the patrons who were sitting there. They're five feet from him. And he'd come out of the water, he'd come up the bank, and he'd look at them, and some of them were breaking up little crackers and throwing them, and he wasn't even eating their crackers. He's just looking at them, and he'd turn around <laughs> and go back in the water. And then he'd come back out, and they all thought he wanted food. I'm assuming he was begging for food, but I didn't see him ever eating any of the food. Maybe, maybe he was looking at them saying, well, when are all of you leaving? Maybe yes. he didn't like crackers. I, I think these turtles have been so spoiled, right. he was giving them a little attitude. <laughs> you see the ones on 15 at the creek on 15 there. There's an abundance of them. There's like three or four of them sitting there all the time. Right there on that little walkout, it's crazy. That would be the Sarazen Bridge. It is the Sarazen Bridge. <laughs> it turns out. No, I don't mean Ross. No, used to work. No, I don't with and for Gene Sarazen. Yeah, no, I don't mean the Sarazen Bridge. Like the little, it's like a little piece of concrete there, right by there that goes into the drain, and they just sit there all yeah. the time. They don't ever move. Yeah, they're they're fine with where they are. They love it. This other one was over there hassling the patrons on 16, <laughs> giving them attitude. <laughs> he, just a, he just wanted a pimento cheese sandwich. But he wasn't taking it. They were feeding him. They were. Fe- you said they were feeding him crackers. He wanted a pimento cheese sandwich. Pimento and cheese. How about an egg salad? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Good question, Nick. How many did he have, though? 
Five. Five. Look at you, Ross. <laughs> this is the fattest turtle. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Harbortown. Yes, there's there's a golf <laughs> tournament this weekend. How about that? Matt Fitzpatrick is right winning by a shot over Patrick Cantlay, who Bogey said three sixty three. Patrick Cantlay made a hole in one. Yes, he did. yes, he did. And he tweeted a video of it that says, "How's that for pace of play?" Something <laughs> like that. It's very nice. That was uh, on Friday. It was on Friday. Friday. Yeah. It was uh, nice of him to pick it up for a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Only took him two minutes to line that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just put that in the open. <laughs> that should just be the open. That's my theory. I'd like to, you know what I'd like to have that as, Colin? I would like to have that as the sound my horn makes. <laughs> <laughs> just, and then as his answer tone on his phone. I would just push my horn, and that's what it would say. Because when you hold me up, by the way, driving home from the Masters, I could see all the Gwinnett County people. That's great. You come over a hill on I-20, it's nighttime, so you see all the taillights. And, you know, you come over the hill, and there's the 17 cars in the left lane. Oh, there's all the folks going back to Gwinnett County. There's a right lane! Exactly. <laughs> but, so I want to, I want you to feel bad when I hit my horn. I don't need you to swerve out of the way. I don't care about that. But I want you, I want your feelings to be hurt. I'm a big horn guy. Yes. I big want you to guy. feel worse about yourself when I hit my horn. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to contemplate just quitting driving. See, that's what I want my horn to sound like. <laughs> I think that's a good first step, Cullen. I think it's appropriate, too. <laughs> Very appropriate. Is that on your Twitter handle, right yeah. underneath the little bio? Yeah. I probably passed 100 cars coming home yeah. Sunday, and at least 80 of them I had to pass on the right because mm -hmm. they're all over there in the left-hand lane just hanging out. I know a guy that's like okay. that yeah. very well. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Yeah. Well, that's great. We're all idiots. So good luck to Matt Fitzpatrick at Harbortown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rory didn't play. He did not. No Rory. Uh, stories are saying that he has to give up $3 million in the PIP. What's the PIP? Uh, it's a player incentive program. They gave a bunch of money out. What did Tiger get? $20 million? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a, a Tiger slush fund. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. Rory got an extra $12 million last year. It's measured on your social media presence and mentions and tweets and uh, – Tigers, yeah, yeah, Tigers yeah. won it the the only two years right. they've had it, and Tiger does nothing. He didn't even play last <laughs> he year. He played nine rounds of golf, yeah, and he's not out there tweeting anything. But you know, that's but let's if you're give him the money, well, he does tweet things, and when he does tweets he? things, oh my goodness, yeah, he tweets, you know, things that are promotional. Anything he tweets generates a ton of interest, uh, and that's what they're trying to reward. Do we need this? I I don't know. I've never understood what we're doing with this. Um, but Rory doesn't care. And by the way. There's no, there's no confirmation that he lost three million dollars for not playing in this. Event. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. <laughs> I was going by my bag. That's just a rumor that he forfeited. And $3 he's million. not said anything. He's no. not going to say. And anything. he's not no. stroking a check no. for three million. I didn't feel the need to. Supposedly, he's not getting the other three of the twelve that he the, hasn't from, gotten yet. Well, he got nine. They said they gave him nine back in January, but they withheld a percentage in case these guys didn't show up. Oh, so they already so, withheld the money. In so he's just not going to get three of the 12 he would have gotten. Even if that's true, 
Rory doesn't care. He doesn't care. No. No. And I'm not so sure that any of that's true. Uh, this was the problem with these designated events. They said you got to play in all of them but one. Well, Rory skipped the first right. one. So Century. you're like, what's going to happen? So he had this week that was after a major championship, and there's another one after a major. Uh, the, uh, Hartford is the week after the U.S. Open in Hartford. Right. The U.S. Open is in Los Angeles. There'll be a whole lot of folks that are not going to want to make that trip from one week to you the know, next. You know, and the fact that you don't hear anybody, it's it kind of a dead story. It's a dead issue, so that kind of... Speaks volumes too. So next year we're doing designated events again. There's going to be a different number of them. They haven't announced all of right. them, but there's not going to be a, minim- a minimum right. number of right. these guys right. that have right. to play. Yeah, because now you're going to have a short field that starts a lot of them. Maybe not all of them, by the way, but a lot of them. And so if Rory skips, what that does is it takes whoever was number 51. He gets to get in. All of a sudden you're playing for 20 million dollars. That's a good story. Uh, in this case, we're talking about a full field event at Harbortown. Rory misses. We didn't really care who was number 145. Right. You know, we don't know who the first alternate was, I'm assuming. But on those short field events, we're going to know who the first alternate is. But Rory being the guy who doesn't show up, that's got to raise all kinds of red flags. Like, look, you're the face of the PGA Tour now, and you're the guy who doesn't show up to he the second one? Definitely is stiff-arming this whole, uh, this whole procedure right An antiquated now. antiquated system. He hasn't said anything? Nope. He could have said, my knee hurts. And the story tastes a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't know why he did or he didn't. Uh, he, the players do, when they withdraw from an event, they do have to give a reason. Uh, that reason does not have to be made public. And in this case, I mean, the tour's never going to make it public. In this case, Rory didn't make it public. So we're just left scratching our heads. But wouldn't you, with the PGA Tour, if he gave you a reason, I mean, look, there are certain personal reasons why you wouldn't put it out there. But for the most part, if it's nothing, you would think that they would have an interest in saying, well, here's why. If they could, I'm sure they would. So the fact that they didn't tells you. Yeah. Whatever it is, it tells you. Yep. That was a great show. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck in Harbortown to whoever's winning. Have a... uh, Have a great week, everybody. We'll do it again next week. Go Braves! I'm anti-turtle. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.